gentleman and springer because he is neither a lady nor a gentleman that is for damn sure how are we doing good to have you all back finally recording on a sunday it only took us a month to get back on track springer man how we been how we doing dude i gotta say this little like pre-pod conversation that we've had and just everything leading up to this has probably been one like highlights of my week just because it's always so much fucking fun to just like prep the pod with you and uh get rolling into things but dude it's been good been really busy a lot of stuff kind of changing in my life right now so uh kind of just taking everything with stride super sad that uh the kraken finished their last regular season game today but they're the last regular season game of the year I, i will take i will take a little bit of credit for them losing i did bet on them uh this morning so it is my fault that they lost uh as we know how icy cold I have been lately. Actually, I guess I was hot for a little bit there, but uh, we are sure. we are back on the frozen train these days. Uh, it, the past couple of days have not been not been great to me. And on top of that, with the regular season finishing up, my one preseason bet was the Coyotes over points, and that was uh, sixty-seven and a half, and they ended like fifty points. It's not even close. So that was uh, that was a that was a tough one to see that go in the book this weekend as well. So. But dude, I'm, it's it, I, I gotta agree with you. These these pre pod convos are incredible. Maybe one of these days we'll have to, we'll have to record our pre pod convo and see if it's eligible to make it make it up on the site. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll put it in our back pocket for now. I'll I'll, I'll get the sensor button ready to go at all times because we, we would definitely need it then. We will definitely need it then. We would. Um, yeah. But dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love to hear it. Yeah, man. Love How about you? It. Dude, I am fantastic. I had a great weekend. Hung out with my fiance and her family. We had, a, we had a wedding for one of her hometown friends. Nice. I went to that. Dude, I'm just, I am stoked. That is playoff season, baby. It's, it's the greatest time of the year. And you can't tell me it otherwise. Is. It is. We're about, we about to get a, a month packed in, month and a half packed in of the greatest hockey of the year. Dude, and probably we'll get to it, but probably one of the best series easily in the last 25 I mean, years. Definitely best like solo series. But I think yeah. as a whole, this is one of the better playoffs that we have in a long time. Uh, you oh, get, absolutely. You get a lot of playoffs where you walk into it and you think to yourself, you know, okay, there's a handful of teams that I think can win it. I don't think that number typically goes above three or four. That you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could. I, I think they've got a chance. They could do it this year, dude. I think ten of them. It's, oh, easily. There, ten of them all have a shot, and they all <laughs> look good enough to do it. It's insane. This is going to be one of the craziest, most hectic, heartbreaking, exciting playoffs that we have seen in a very, very long time. There's just oh. too much talent for it not to be. Absolutely, and there's a lot of storylines too with there each series. Are a lot of storylines with each series, uh, which is really cool. Which and is I think uh, it's, it's going to be electric, dude. It's going to be electric. Oh, I'm so stoked, but yeah, dude. Playoff hockey, it's uh, in my opinion 
it's one of the best professional playoffs in the entire world. Well, dude, I don't even think I like, yes, I, uh, yes, I agree. I think it's the best, but I also think that it is the most difficult championship in sports to win. Uh, oh, dude, it obviously really is. We are a hockey podcast. We're going to be a little biased on that one, but it is the hardest championship to win. It's yeah. a best of seven series for four series in a row against the best competition in the league. Obviously that's every playoff, but it's like playoff hockey is just different. I, I, have such a hard time explaining that to non-hockey fans, how different the energy, the atmosphere, all of it is so different in the playoffs compared to the regular season that it, I'm, I, even now I'm having, I'm having trouble explaining it. I just, it's, no, it's, it's so different. It's a different beast. It's a different everything. And everything you knew in the regular season is out the window, gone, goodbye. It's more physical. It's faster paced. Shockingly enough, there's less goals. So uh, they're harder to come by. You, you really got to fight to get them. It's just such an incredible time of the year, dude. And I yep. could not be more ecstatic to see oh, you yeah. going to go go win the Stanley Cup as I drink out of my Stanley Cup mug. Oh, it's so sick. It is so sick. But yeah, dude, no, it's for those of you who don't know, it's 16 teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The only other professional sport that has that is the NBA. And let's be honest. I think that. 80% easily. It is. That's what I'm saying. E- easily. 80% of no, those NBA I, playoff series are already kind of preconceived in the sense that you you pretty well know who's going to win each series yeah, when it comes to the NBA. That's, where, that's, a, that's a good point. I think like it's our, also one of those things where like when the, the playoffs is a time that people look at it as anybody can beat anybody. You look at March Madness, yep. it's, it's the same way in that. Same. You have 15 seeds to beat two seeds, 16 seeds to beat one seed. The NHL playoffs is almost identical in that sense where Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a one seed. I don't care if you're a four seed. I don't care if you were the last wildcard team that made it in. Every single one of those teams has an opportunity to take home the Stanley Cup this year. That's the crazy thing, too. It's just like March Madness in the same sense that you you never know when a team's going to get hot. You know, you could find a team in the playoffs who, you know, scaped in through the wildcard. I mean, look at um, the Montreal Canadiens last at, year. Well, the Canadiens last year, not only that, but the Blues in 2018 when they won it. Yeah. Half, halfway through the season, they were the last-ranked team in the NHL. Yep. And they went on to win the Stanley Cup because they got hot at the at end the of right the time. season when mm-hmm. it mattered, and they made their run. So yep. it's, it's, a, it's, a game of, it's a game of hot streaks. It's a game of who's on that night, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of that coming up. So let's, let's jump into it. I, I know we talked a little bit about some of the matchups that we thought were going to happen on the pod and some of those are going to stay true uh we won't bore you guys with continuing to harp on those so for example the wild and the blues we do now have a home ice advantage for the boys boy. for the boys boy. love to see that that is uh that is one series that we already knew that was confirmed that was going to be the matchup same thing with the oilers and kings like i said we won't we will, we'll, we'll go quickly through those ones that were kind of already give me's or we think are not going to be very long series, stuff like that. Let's start with the wild blues as we have talked about that so much. And, you know, we are a Minnesota wild podcast as well as a Seattle Kraken podcast. We're, we're a new fan podcast. We're, we're, <laughs> we're here for everybody, regardless of who your team is. If you're new to the sport, we're here for you, but we are a Kraken wild podcast. Unless your team's well, yes. the Ottawa senators, if your team's the Ottawa senators, <laughs> I don't want to fucking have you on our show. <laughs> Oh, thank you. We that's enough. <laughs> yeah. 
We'd say Yotes fans, but we know they don't exist. So, well, that's not true, man. There's five thousand of them that are going to be sitting in Tempe Arena next year. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you see that? And I want to ask you this: it's totally kind of off script, whatever. But did you see that they're charging the same amount for season ticket holders next year as they are last year? No, they're not, dude. Yep, charging the same amount for season ticket holders. So. How does that work? Because I know sometimes you can buy it bundles, right? Where like you get it super discounted if you buy like a five-year season ticket pass, you know? Dude, how furious are you if you're one of those guys who's like locked in for, let's say, a five-year deal and you bought it three years ago? Yeah. You still got this year and next year for season tickets. And they are playing in a college arena and you're paying NHL level prices for two more years. That is – that's infuriating, dude. Bonkers. Infuriating. Bonkers. Also – Let's be real. If you're buying season tickets to the Yotes in multiple season bundles, there are other issues that we need to talk about with you and your spending habits because the Yotes is not a good investment. But uh, <laughs> that is beside the point. <laughs> but we're not we're not a uh, we're not investment guys. But we can tell you right now, if you drop the zero, carry the one. That's not a good investment. It's, it's something isn't adding up there. That's for damn sure. Okay, Blues Wild. Only update on that series that we didn't talk about last time is some injured players returning. The Wild, in their last game against the Avalanche, when they secured home ice advantage, lost Moose in the first period to an injury. Kulikov was shaken up on a dirty hit. The Avs were just playing stupid dirty. It was unbelievable to watch. I, I couldn't believe in the last game of the season with them already clinching first in the West that they were playing that atrociously and and blatant, and honest, honestly, at how – how dirty it was but good news on that front seems like moose is going to be good to go he was he was pulled in the first didn't return with a lower body injury you know as hockey is lower body and upper body but he was good to go uh or, or it seems like he's good to go sorry uh dean had a press conference today where he said if moose and zooks both say they're ready to go they've been cleared by the doctors they're ready to go they're gonna play so dean's dean's leaving it up to them he says if the players are ready this is the playoffs. It's their time to go shine. If, if they are ready, I'm putting them in the lineup. So Moose said about the same thing in his uh, press conference today when asked if he'd be playing. He said, well, it's the playoffs. I'll be out there. So looks like the Lions are going to be at full strength. Looks like the Blues are going to be at full strength. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember seeing any like big pressing injuries on their lineup as I was looking at it. But the, the, the one factor that we talked about uh, that we didn't talk about last time was obviously home ice and the wild have that, which again, not biased by any means. Give me the wild seven. Yeah. I think, I think seven, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the blues credit where it's due. I think they are going to give us a run for our money. I think they take one in St. Paul. I think we take one in St. Louis. And then I think we, we hold on game seven in St. Paul to take it. Okay. Are we going through our full bracket right now? Or are we wanting to, we're just going we'll, over we'll, it. We'll just we'll just kind of jump all around. I mean, yeah, fuck it. We, Who cares? I mean, what are what are your thoughts on that one? I'm I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to think. Yeah. If we can fly through the ones that we really in depth analysis. I've already kind of talked last about last week. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm. You know, I. And Dom, I'm. I'm saying this, and I love you. You know that I love you to death. Oh no! But I got to thinking about it a little bit more, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here to an extent. But the thing that really just kind of bothers me is that stat that I pulled up in the regular season series, how the Blues are 3-0. and Springer, didn't we just get done talking about how the playoffs are a different animal? And we all did. it takes is being hot at the right time. At the right time. And the I, wild are hot right now. 100%. 
And I think coming, coming off said, of coming off of back to back wins to finish out the regular season against the number one team in the West and the number two team in the West. I don't know if it gets much harder than that. Just going to say that. True. But let's be honest, the Kraken beat the abs two weeks ago. So I don't <laughs> well, really know the, if in, they're in, in, the, in the wild loss to the Yost. So <laughs> that's true. Okay. You got me there. Hockey in general is just an unpredictable sport. It's so unpredictable. <laughs> so I, fuck, dude. I was thinking more with my upper head than my bottom head when I made this decision. If you get what I'm saying. If you're I think so. Smelling Possibly. what I'm stepping in. Maybe. But just kind of thinking logically here, I was like, it's really, really hard to bet against the blues here in this situation. I agree. It's really hard. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm kind of just looking at this analytically, you know, all the stats that I saw, both of these teams are so close. So like just close. statistically, these two teams are like literally the exact same in terms of stats. So literally my only decision as to why I decided to go with the blues is the fact that they're three and zero in the regular season. Yeah. Because and that's, understandable. As of the, and that's understandable. And literally that's because of, as of this year, that's the only statistics that I have of these two teams going head to head. Well, you know? and, and you know, if you look at the blues and the wild in the past uh, two, three seasons or something, the blues have had the wild. They have, they, I mean, they've, they've dominated the series in the past yeah. three years. I, I don't remember what the stat was, but I think the blues were like 13, two and one against the wild in the mm-hmm. past three years or something, four years, whatever yeah. it is. So well. I, I agree. I mean, the blues have had the wilds number. They, <laughs> they play them well. They know what to do. I think this series comes down to special teams, which the blues above and beyond are better at special teams than the wild. I, without a doubt, hundred percent, the blues power play is disgusting. It's gross. And you mix that with a wild penalty kill. That is atrocious. And we haven't been able to figure our shit out until recently. The past couple of games, we've looked a lot better on the PK, but I, I think that is a huge factor. I think the other factor is goaltending and the wild superb in goaltending compared to the blues. I think that those two factors combined, if the wild stay out of the box, they win the series. Mark Andre Fleury, your two A is going to be the difference maker, but I'm going to say this. Hot I take, do Cam, still Cam, Cam will be more of a difference maker. Hot take from here from you heard it here first. Cam will be more of a difference maker than Mark Andre oh. Fleury in this first series. That's oh, my and- and don't get me wrong, I totally believe that, but I think that Marc Andre Fleury being your two A now is going to be the different make difference maker in that regard. Well, we've also instead seen, of having we've also seen Fleury in the playoffs, that is another mm-hmm. animal. It is that man in the playoffs is I don't know what he does. I would love to hear like if his ritual changes from playoffs to or from regular season to playoffs. Because somehow, some way, every single year it hits playoff time, and this dude's put putting up the most ridiculous numbers we've ever seen from a goaltender. Every every year he does it. Every year once it hits playoff time, so I'm I'm hoping he can do that again with the Wild. We'll see. But I think, like I said, Wild stay out of the box. Goaltending holds up. Wild take it seven. I totally agree. I'm gonna say this though. I think that this is actually an uphill battle for the Wild. Okay. Totally even, agree. Even even with home ice. Even with home ice advantage, I think that this is an uphill battle for the for the wild. I think that every talking head I've listened to about this has quite honestly picked the blues. There and, are, there are a lot of people I'm seeing that are taking the blues in this series, yeah. and that's I don't know. I mean, I take I take that about as seriously as I take you and I talking about it because oh yeah. At the, at the end of the day, who knows? Like we said, I mean, playoff, playoff hockey, every anything and everything yeah. can happen and will happen. So. Yeah. 
just like the other talking heads, we're all just a bunch of morons, you know? Yeah, exactly. We are. I mean, every, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, but so, you're, dude, so you're, you're, you're taking blues. For my bracket, I took the blues. Okay. We'll get into that later. But well, just well let's just let's just kind of touch on the bracket since that's kind of what I know we're both working off of right now. On NHL.com, there is a bracket challenge. Uh, let's see. This episode will air tomorrow. So you'll have a couple hours after listening to this to to get your bracket in before the game start tomorrow night. Um, but it, it's just like March Madness. You just you, you pick a bracket. Um, it's kind of cool. They have you for the first round. They have you pick how many games you think it'll go. Uh, as tiebreakers and then obviously go through pick your champion and then instead of picking like a final score or a final games played they have a pick the total number of goals that are going to be scored in the final series so uh pretty cool stuff a lot of fun but that's kind of what springer and i are you know after we did all of our research and made our picks and whatnot that's what we're we're talking off of right now so hit nhl.com go go make a bracket Feel free to send them into us. Maybe if, you know, if we if we get any that we think are stellar, we'll we'll shout them out next week. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll keep an eye on them as the series continue to go on. And yeah, we'll we'll t- we'll tweet out the link to uh, the bracket challenge. And if you fill it out through our link or whatever, just send us a screenshot. Let us know what you're picking and why you're picking it. Shit, just send us yeah. a screenshot. We'd or love to just see send it. us a screenshot. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do, but we'd we'd love to hear from you guys. Okay, yeah. So. You've got the blues. How many games are you taking them in? Seven. Easily. Seven. This blues is seven. easily this go. Is a, this is a seven game series. This is a seven game series. 100%. I, I, I don't, I don't care who takes it. This is going to seven. Every talking head has said seven. So we're right there with them, but it's I going, think it's anybody in general. Okay, cool. So you got blues and seven on that. I got wild and seven on that. Let's jump mm-hmm. to the other matchup. That's in that same kind of bracket area. We got the Colorado avalanche versus the Nashville predators. Springer, I'll let you take this one first, buddy. I mean, I think this is just a real David and Goliath kind of situation here. I think a team that, quite honestly, I don't think really should have belonged in the playoffs. I think that they have been really good in some some scenarios throughout the season. And I think that because of those you know little streaks that they've gone on is the only reason that they made the playoffs. Yeah. Now, granted, I think that, honestly, when it comes to the Preds and the playoffs, for whatever reason, the Preds always seem to get hot at the right time. And that's kind of been the case for them for the last 10 years or so. Yeah. But like I said, it's a real David and Goliath kind of situation here. It, we're talking about the Colorado Avalanche, who are... I was going to say, that's another thing. is, is we, can, we can talk about the Preds all day long, and we can talk about how, you know, maybe did they kind of limp into the playoffs a little bit? You could argue that. You could argue that, you know, Dallas and Vegas could be there instead of Dallas and Nashville. But at the end of the day, they're playing against Colorado, who is the best team in the West right now. Point-wise, they almost won the President's Trophy. Florida bested them by, I think, four points or something. You just have a team who is a powerhouse. They have home ice advantage, obviously, because they're the one seed. And I I don't see the Preds hanging in this series very long. I will say this Preds team is very uplifting and very hopeful. They're a young team. I think come come the next couple of years, they're going to be very good competitors. They're going to give a lot of teams a run for run for their money, but this year just isn't it. They they don't have they don't have. Yuzay Saros is a good goaltender, but if you have to play him for seven games, that takes a toll. That is going to take that is going to wear wear him down. And I just I don't I don't see how Nashville hangs in this for longer than five games. I've got I've got the absent five. I, th- I think Nashville gets one at home, and that's it. I think 
I think I've got this one in a f- in five as well. I think okay. it's yeah. You say Soros. I mean, their backup is Big Save Dave, Dave Redditch. Big, big Save Dave. <laughs> he he's had some some moments this season where he's looked really good, but just but we from, also we also know what Big Save Dave likes to do in the playoffs. We do. He, and, and that is he, shit the bed. That's true. And as a you know goalie podcast through and through. Something I've noticed, and you know, this might be a little bit too a critical and be kind of analytical, but he plays out a lot more than he should. He and he I, does. He he challenges very far out in his net. For mm-hmm. those of you who are unfamiliar with the term challenge, it's where the goalie uh, comes out closer to the player who has the puck in an attempt to take off any angles at the net. I, he he does. He plays very far out of his net, and he is not quick enough or flexible enough in my opinion to play as far out as he does i love a goalie that's out there challenging mark andre Fleury. he's he's an excellent example of that he plays very far out he's also very quick and he he controls his body very well big save dave isn't quite at a caliber where i'm comfortable enough having him play as far out as he does he gets beat on one timers very easily it's it's that one extra pass that he just can't get over quick enough to that's going to lead to a lot of goals with a Colorado team who moves the puck very well, very quickly, and has some unreal shots with Rantanen and McKinnon. Again, I just I don't see how this one stays close. I, I it, it it won't be. Nope. I think I think the Preds should be very fortunate and very lucky if they get one on them. And I I, I'm I agree totally with you. I, I, think I could I could see five. this being a sweep. I could see this being a sweep very easily. I'm I'm giving the Preds a little benefit of the doubt with you say having a game at home and then get a little bit of momentum, probably going down 2-0 on the series, getting 1-2-1, and then the abs went out the next two. Uh, that's that's kind of how I see that happening, if it's not a sweep. Agreed. I'm right there with you. Yep, I think it goes cool. five. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the first top of the bracket, which uh, we'll, we'll jump back up there in a minute. We'll, we'll keep going through the first round, guys. So let's jump to the uh, lower part of the West, where we have – uh, Calgary and Dallas, and then Edmonton and LA. Let's start with Calgary and Dallas. I think this has the potential to be a very fun series. I think Dallas is is starting to heat up at a good time. They've had some very good wins. If you ignore their, uh, or I'm sorry, no, 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 never mind, never mind. They've had some very good wins. I was thinking about the Knights, the Knights uh, falling apart at the end of the season. My bad. <laughs> they're 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 getting hot at a good time. I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't, I, again, I don't think they have the goaltending to compete with Markstrom. He is a stud for the Flames. He has the, the season record this year for shutouts. He is nine. An, an absolute animal with nine shutouts. That's insane. If you think about it, goalies on average play, let's, let's say, let's say a, a solid goaltender has about mid 20s, high 20s wins in a season. Almost every other of his wins was a shutout. Just, just, just take a minute to think about that. That is phenomenal. That is unbelievable. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. That dude is a stud. I don't care how many shots Dallas throws at them. If he's stopping them all, you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. I got the Flames in six. I think Dallas pulls off two games. They keep it tight most of the series, but I think in the end, Calgary prevails, and I think they, I think they pull it off in six. I could also see this one going to seven. I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you. I think the Flames also 
uh, similar to the Leafs, have a bit of a, a reputation to not uh, not play as well in the playoffs, regardless of how they did in the regular season. I know Springer, uh, being an, an ex ex Flames fan, you you know what I'm talking about. You, you know, oh yeah, you know what that feels like. Uh, I do. I so I, I I could see this going to seven. I could. I, I'll be honest. If Dallas were to pull off a win here in the series. I would be surprised, but it would not be the most shocking upset in the series or in the in the playoffs this year. That's yeah. that's just kind of my take. I think Dallas takes him to six. I think Cal- I think Calgary takes it though. What about you, buddy? Yep, I agree. Um, you know, this is something that we've I've brought up multiple times, and it's things something that we've discussed on a, a few different occasions. But Calgary is just so good this year, oh, and it's goodness. because all of those those cogs in this machine, all of those little wheels, they're all spinning. They're all moving. And that's something that that team requires and that team demands to keep going, to keep her going. It needs all of those wheels, all those cogs moving at the same time. And let me tell you, Goudreau having a career year, Kachuk really stepping out of his way and becoming kind of more than just a, a skilled goon. You know, he's really, he's made, he's made strides to be more than that. And it's, you know, he's really become kind of a leader on that team and obviously marks from being a net. I, you know, I've, I've raved about the Calgary forward setup, but the thing that has always killed them is their goaltending for as long as I've been a fan goaltending has always been their biggest downfall and to see Markstrom playing the way he is this year, you know, I'm very confident, but I've also seen the flames in playoffs for years and I know how, how they play in the playoffs. So we'll see, but I just don't think that this team is going to be beaten by the Dallas stars this year. Let's be honest. So yeah, I, I took this series in six as well. I, could easily see it going five. I could easily see it going seven, but knowing the flames, they're going to have a couple of hiccups along the road when it comes to this series anyway, but I'm going to take it to six. I think flames and six. I like it. I like it. You and I are, you and I are on the same track so far, except for those fucking blues, whatever. Okay. Oilers and Kings. This (sighs) is a fun one. This is going to be a great, great series. I think LA is very slept on. I think their regular season was kind of mad. They didn't play very well consistently. And obviously the playoffs is all about consistency. So I'm curious to see how the Oilers and their goaltending situation, which has always been atrocious. I'm curious to see if Dreisaitl and McDavid, McJesus, can counteract that against a Kings team who, you know, Jonathan Quick's getting a little older, but he still looks good. He still has a solid presence in the net to him and he can do what needs to be done to help his team get a win and if you want to look at cal peterson the the king's backup he's played pretty solid this year too um i don't know his exact numbers but i know you you know it wasn't wasn't like he was putting up all losses or having a horrible gaa so i love this game or this series to go to seven that's what i've got it going to but i do think it is a it is an interesting and different looking year for the oilers i think they pull it out in seven McDavid and Dreisaitl help push them over the top. They might have, you know, some dinky goals that make it in just being the Oilers and that's how their goaltending usually ends up. 
but I'm, t- I'm taking the Oilers over the Kings in seven. What about you, buddy? I am this is this was a crazy. tough series, dude. This was a tough nope. series. I, I went back and so, forth a lot. I yep, had King, so. I had Kings picked for like a day, and then I and then I went back and I changed it to Oilers. And yep. I, dude, I'm back and forth a bunch. Yep. it's a tough one. So I'm taking the Kings. Okay, in this one. I like I'm taking it. them I, in. I'm taking them in six. Ooh. And let me tell you why. Darnell Nurse is out for the Edmonton Oilers. Is he out the entire series? I knew he was injured. I didn't know what his timetable to return was. I think that he is out for the next week. So I think he'll be back for half of the series. But I think by then. Okay, so a week ago. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to make sure we get the, the right info. A week ago, they said uh, that he was done for the regular season. Three hours ago, he practiced today for the first time since his injury. When asked if he'll play in Monday's playoff opener against the Kings, Nurse grinned and said, we'll see. So he might not be out. <laughs> he might dude i mean that's the thing that's another thing about the playoffs is i don't care if if your leg is not shattered as a hockey player you are playing in the playoffs if you yep. if you're if your neck is not almost fully decapitated you are playing in the playoffs like it, it does not matter the injury does not matter how big if a doctor says you cannot further this injury by playing i don't care if the pain scale one to ten is a 50 these boys will be on the ice Absolutely. So but it looks like it looks like Nurse is questionable for game one, meaning he's yeah. probably good to return around game two or three. So okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to change your uh, sway your pick right now. We'll see. It, maybe maybe it, maybe it moves it to seven instead of six. Uh, maybe I'm still 100 percent on the Kings, though. Still on the Kings. OK, and it regardless if Darnell Nurse is back game one, game two, game three, whatever. It's I'm still not 100% on Mike Smith when it comes Dude, to the playoffs. That's why, never I went, have been. that's why I went back and forth so much. He is such an up and down goaltender. Mm-hmm. You never know what kind of a night you're going to get from him. I think mm-hmm. in his past three starts or past four starts, he had two shutties and that is just like, that's what he does. He'll, he'll put up yeah. some great numbers and then, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we if we looked at the numbers like whatever whatever that stat was let's 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 just call it four games he had two shutties. It would not surprise me if in the other two games that he played he gave up seven goals at each game. Oh, easily that seven is, eight. That is what he does. He mm-hmm. he plays stellar, and then he plays shitty, and then he plays mm-hmm. stellar again, and then maybe he plays shitty for two games and then stellar for two. Like he's just so inconsistent. You can't rely on him to win a playoff series as a hockey team. And just like we were talking about with uh, Big Save Dave, David Riddich, I think that he is the exact same way that he plays out. He likes to be active outside or around the net in one way or another. And I've seen so many highlights where that's come to kick, you know, bite him in the ass. Right. Now, granted, I don't think that he's, he, you know, he's probably going to play a little bit more conservative in the sense you, that he's probably going to try and stay a little bit. Exactly. But... <laughs> But I, but, I just, but here's the thing is I don't I don't think he does I don't think and, he will and here's why that is his style of play that's his play style exactly that's how, what I was that's gonna how say. he plays it just isn't gonna work if he tries to switch that up going into the playoffs nope. if he has had success with it before which he has he's an NHL, NHL starting goaltender mm-hmm. then he's gonna stick to what he knows even if that means he might give up four five six goals a night and let's keep in mind he's in his 40s so he is an older guy and obviously we know how aggressive the playoffs are. Now, obviously, 
nobody hopes for anything to happen to their goaltender. And most of the time, nothing ever happens to their goaltender ever because these guys are professionals. This is what they do. Even in the off season, they, they hone their craft. Exactly. But, but I think that just the nature of being an older goaltender kind of starts to wear on you after playing an 82 game season. Oh, of course. Now, obviously this is only round one, so we're going to have to see, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Mike Smith performing the way we saw Mike Smith perform the regular season. And that's Agreed. why. Agreed. And that's the only reason why I've got the LA Kings taking this in six. I like it, man. I mean, it's, it's a good take. If, you're, if there was an upset that I was going to take in the first round, I think mm-hmm. that, was, that was one of the ones that kind of screamed at me. Like I said, I went back and forth on, on it for three days. So that'll, that'll be another fun one to really watch. Uh, Oilers, oh, yeah. Oilers and Kings on that one. Okay, let's jump over to the East now. And we'll do all the first rounds on those, and then we'll we'll go through and we'll just kind of finish our bracket. That should okay. should be a little quicker since we don't have to yeah. do uh, you know how many games it's going to finish and, and as much of a breakdown analysis. So let's let's just start from the top in the East. We got the Panthers taking on the Capitals. Obviously, the Panthers uh, being the President's Trophy winner with the best the, the most points in the NHL during the regular season. They have home ice through the entire playoffs, however far they. They make it. Let's bring it on. Let's, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this one, buddy? Yeah. So I think that it's really hard to count out the caps. I think that they're a really good team through and through. They, for the most part, have really kept that core group together for years. So these guys know each other. These guys have played with each other in the playoffs. They know. They've won a they cup know, together. <laughs> they've won a cup together. Yeah. Fucking ain't right. So, you know, they, you know, they know what it takes to win, make it far, make it deep into the playoffs. But let's be honest, we're talking about a team that has gone above and beyond, especially in a conference where literally everybody on that Eastern Conference has over 100 points. Yeah. And that just shows a the that, that's, in the playoffs. that's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody that's in the playoffs has over 100 points in that Eastern division. So, it, A, it shows you the big divide in between those teams that are really good and really bad. But obviously, a team that has, has won the, you know, the President's Cup or the President's Trophy on that Eastern Conference side has had to beat some of those other teams that have 100-plus points, which just shows how fantastic they were in the regular season because – not only did they beat some other really stellar teams, I mean, obviously they beat a bunch of really shitty teams at Eastern Conference, but they also beat a lot of really decent teams at Eastern Conference as well, right? Which obviously put them to that next level to win that President's Trophy. So, yep. what's I your pick? That, How many games? Let's hear it. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Panthers in six. Okay. Panthers okay. in six. I think that. The Caps give them a little bit of a run for their money, but I think that, yep, I think the Panthers move on here. Okay. I am kind of opposite of you. I don't think, and and I'll I'll explain what I mean by that. I don't think we have seen this Capitals team at its best yet. And to be quite honest, I don't know if we will. They, They struggled with a lot of injuries in the regular season. It It's, you know, they were still putting up wins. They were getting points in games. But I, I don't think we ever saw them at max capacity. And then even when they did get those star players back in, in Backstrom and Oshie, 
I still don't think they were clicking as well as they were a couple years ago. Something just feels off about this Capitals team this year, whether it's, you know, their, their offense struggling a little bit, this, this last home stretch of the, of the regular season, or their, their goaltending being very kind of wishy-washy back and forth. Some games, you know, getting shutties and then turn around and give up seven the next night, similar to Mike Smith. I, I just don't see the consistency in the Capitals, but you have a Panthers team that is coming off of a, what was it, 13-game win streak, franchise record to clinch the President's Trophy. This team has all the momentum in the world. I, I don't, to be quite honest, I don't see how the Capitals hang around for more than five games. I got the Panthers wow. in five. I've got the Panthers in five. I think the Caps get one at home, and I think Florida steamrolls through them they are so hot right now. You've got Barkov, Huberto. I, dude, I, I just don't see the Capitals contending. I agree with you. They have the depth. They have the playoff experience, especially with each other, having, having won a couple, couple of years ago. But it, I, I don't see it being enough. I, this Florida team is disgusting. They're, I haven't seen anything like this in quite some time. They get it done at five. Huh? That's my thought. I love it. I think that's a fantastic assessment. Thank you, sir. Well, you, I mean, hey, I mean, we both had the same, s- similar. You took Panthers in six. I mean, it's, it's a I mean, We're both of, professionals, you know? Well, we are. We are. This is all professional gambling advice, without a, without a doubt. <laughs> Dear God, do not take that seriously. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm for, <laughs> for legal reasons, I'm going to say we are not professional gamblers. Do not listen to a thing we're saying. And if you go out and lose a shit ton of money because of us, here's your warning. We're not professionals. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just two random guys shooting the shit. Moving That's on, right. same area of the playoff bracket. Uh, right below them, we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe we did kind of talk about this series last week a we decent did. amount. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. If, if you want to hear kind of our thoughts on it, as we talked about it last week, feel free to go back and listen. But overall, the least struggle in the playoffs, the Lightning are trying to three-peat. You have, you have two teams where the odds just seem like they're stacked against you. Three-peating is physically impossible. That being said, it's been done. But I, it's, I, I say physically impossible because it's just that hard. It just seems like it actually is impossible to three-peat. And then you've got the Leafs, who I, I'm shocked they, they know – how to pronounce the word playoff these days just because they're in it for so little time. I, I don't remember the last time they made it past the first round. It's got, it, it couldn't be in this century. God, I think the U S is still in. Yeah. I think we're still in the cold war. I was going to say, I think Russia was still the Soviet union. Yeah. I was going to say the last time Toronto won a playoff game. I mean, shit. <laughs> last time they won a series. I was say shit. The last time they won a cup, we were still fighting the Viet Cong. I love that the first thing that comes up is when I type in last time Maple, the first search thing is last time Maple Leafs won a playoff series. It's Um, bad. Okay, let's let's see. I I just want to get our facts right here. In the past (laughs) 10 seasons, they've made seven playoffs. Okay, the last time they won a playoff series was in 2004. 2004 was the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a playoff series. Almost... 20 years ago, 18, 18 years ago. There's was been, the last time the Leafs won a playoff series. And that was what? Three against... presidents <laughs> since then? 18 years. Uh, what was it? What, 2004. So that was, was that Bush? Yeah, Bush. 
So Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden. Yeah. Yep. Four. Yep. I, they, it is. It, we'll, we'll count. Okay. So 2004 would have been Bush's election. We've had four presidents. Yep. Yeah. So four presidents. Uh, yep. His reelection. So four presidents. Since the Leafs have won a playoff series. That is insane. Four presidents. <laughs> That being said, Springer, are you ready for it? Because I'm sticking with what I said last week. Leafs, Leafs are winning this one. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> you dare. The Leafs Actually, are no. winning this one. No, they are. No. no, they are. They're taking it in seven, but they're winning it. Oh, my God. You let are me t- let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm not, but let me tell you why. The Maple Leafs started and had a middle part of the season that had me ready to write them off again. But we talked about being hot and that is what matters. And the lightning as of the last quarter of the season have not looked hot. They do not look good in quite honest, like in, in, in all seriousness, they just did not look good the last quarter of the season. They're still a phenomenal hockey team. They still have a chance to win this series without a, without a doubt. But I think the Leafs are hotter right now. I think Austin Matthews scoring 60, in a season was phenomenal. He's going to be buzzing. The boys are going to be around him, ready to at least get this curse off their back for the first round. I'm telling you, man, the monkey is coming off the back. The Leafs are winning the first round in seven. What about you? I you probably couldn't be farther away from me. You're probably taking lightning in four. <laughs> no, I'm, I've, I am excited for this series. I'm taking, I'm taking lightning in six. Let me tell you this. I'll tell you why. The Leafs have done so much up at that trade deadline. They did so much to really kind of pad their team, except they totally forgot about one of the most important things that that team needs, and that's goaltending. Goaltending. We've been talking they, about it all day, buddy. Goaltending. That is what wins playoff series. Absolutely. Hey, defense wins championships, right? That's right. And why would you not try and make sure that your last line of defense is as stacked as possible? Dude, that's so why when, fact- we, when we talked about it, whatever that was, a month ago, a month and a half ago during the trade deadline when we were talking about Flurry, And I was yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I, I kind of said I don't see why the Wild would take him. You're bullish, yeah. I, I was a little bullish. And again, I, hey, next episode, I ate my words. I did. I, I said I could not be more wrong. I am an idiot. I will eat my words every day, all day for saying that. I was. I thought the Leafs were going to be a team that were going to look at Flurry, and I'm. I'm quite honestly shocked they didn't. Um, he would just have been such a good addition to their depth chart right now. Um, I. I just have a hard time seeing them not outproduce offensively. I think I think this is a series because the uh, the lightning has looked so like iffy the past mm-hmm. couple couple weeks. This is a series that's going to come down more to offense than defense, which sounds crazy. And I know that's that's kind of what we've been preaching against uh, the past hour. But I think the Leafs just have too much offensive power, and they're they're gonna they're gonna outhandle the lightning. But I agree with you. I think goaltending is a huge one in this. And you look at Vassy. Over, over with the Lightning, still putting up unbelievable numbers. One of the, I think there were three goalies that had thirty plus wins this year, and he was one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I, I contribute a lot of that to Tampa's offense that they were able to put up. So yeah, 
Yep. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be oh, a yeah. good series. The, the, the Leafs have so much to prove this year. Yeah. And that's another thing that kind of sways me more to the Leafs is we just talked about it since 2004. They have a target on their back because it is a well-known hysterical fact that they can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. They have a target on their back, and they are out there to prove people wrong. The Lightning mm-hmm. just won back-to-back cups. They they don't have they don't feel the pressure to prove anybody wrong, and I I think that pressure is what pushes the Leafs up and above. I think I think this is a good pressure. I, yep. I I truly do. You mix you mix that with home ice advantage. GGS. That's great points. Great points. You're still taking just, the Lightning. <laughs> I, I still am. I still am. I am very excited though for this series. I'm. You know, I'm just ready to watch some playoff hockey. Dude, same. This is this is another series. So this one, the Wild Blues, and then the Oilers Kings. So far that we've talked about, I, I, no surprise in my mind if these all go to seven games. Mm-hmm. Not a 100%. doubt. Not 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 a shock at all. It, it mm-hmm. would not surprise me in the slightest. Totally agree. But regardless, going to be a good series. All right, let's jump down to the bottom part of the East. We'll we'll get through these two because I think these were also ones that we talked about last week. At least the uh, the Rangers and Pens was, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, start, we'll, we'll start with the Canes and the Bruins. Um, Carolina, obviously, home ice advantage over the Bruins. The, the, if there's one thing I learned all this season, it's that you don't bet against the Canes when they're at home. And I am sticking with that same mentality here. I also think they pick up one on the road. I'm taking the Canes in six. I think the Bruins give them a run for their money. Their goaltending has started to look pretty solid. They've, they've had some good, some good showings. I don't think it's going to be enough. The Canes offense has looked destructive to say the least. Uh, all, and they're quick. They're very, very quick. As a goaltender, the worst thing you can have happen is have two or three goals scored on you in a very short amount of time. And that, I, I think that's what propels the Canes. Uh, they can do that real quick. That's going to get inside any either either Bruins goalie that's starting. Just too good offensively. Give me the Canes in six. Yeah, hundred percent. I I mean, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, these two teams are they're really good, and it actually blows my mind how much Boston like how much emphasis Boston media has on the entire country when it comes to hockey talking, like just you know the hockey talk and right. Like I, you know, I've seen this series, the Canes, like 60, like 60% chance of winning. The Canes have a 60% chance of winning. And that blows my mind because I legitimately think that, yeah, this series could go five games, but I'm going to stick with you. I say, you know, it's going to go six games as well. And I think that, yeah, I mean, this team is just so stacked. And I think that kind of like what I said last year, this Bruins team they just have a weird mesh of veteran players and, and younger and young players. Guns. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I agree completely. And I think I, I like, I don't think it'll cause any inner team animosity by any means, but I think no. there, there will become a point where you have some of those older guys or some of the younger guys frustrated with the play of their counterparts. And mm-hmm. I, I think that might, you know, have an impact on how the series turns out. Absolutely. I mean, I think, this isn't going to be another really exciting series. I think that there's just a lot to look forward to for, for both teams. And I'm just excited, honestly. Like I said, probably already 500 times today already. I'm just stoked for <laughs> I don't, playoff I don't know, hockey. I don't know if I can emphasize enough how excited I am for playoff hockey to start yeah, tomorrow. Right. I, oh, yeah. I 
probably spent an hour this morning talking to my fiance's parents about playoff hockey and what that looks like and bless their hearts, their sweethearts. And they, they you know, they, they sat through it and, and, you know, asked questions and uh-huh. made, made me feel like it was important. But I know at the end of the day, they're like, I'm not going to watch a single game. <laughs> like, I might, I might, keep, I might, you know, I might, I might, I might keep in on the wild, but it's like, it's one of those things where I am just so stoked that playoff hockey is all I want to talk about for the next mm-hmm. month. It's, yep. I, I could not be more excited about it. I mean, granted, so, I got, I was really sad at the end of today's cracking game. The last well, game, of the you know, I'm also, I, I also have the luxury of being excited to watch my team. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, if the wild get eliminated, I'm going to, I'm still going to watch. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. watching as many games as I can, but if the wild do get eliminated, it's not going to mean as much to watch. Right. It. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I, that's I'm not going to feel as, as, in, as, as wholeheartedly invested. And that's just how it goes. I mean, if your yeah. team's in it, you care a lot more than if they're not. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, that's why you need to come to me for your advice because I have a very much, you know, I have an unopinionated. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. When it, when it, when it comes to the wild and blues series, listen, <laughs> yes. Take Springer's advice over mine. I'm obviously a little jaded. Well, However, I'm, well, I feel, I feel like I'm trying to be as, as unbiased as I can. I'm, you made some I, really I, good points. I have some points to back it up. I, I really good I points. You know what I'm saying a little bit, <laughs> but at the end of the day, me taking the wild in that series is no shock. And when, when you see the rest of my bracket, that won't be a shock either. So right. let's jump into this final game of the first round. <laughs> the Rangers and the Penguins. I believe we talked about this one last week too. As I've looked more into this matchup, this has become, I think, maybe my favorite matchup of the playoffs. Really? Yeah. This, this is going to be insane. We have Casey DeSmith, who mm-hmm. is kicking some ass. And then obviously you got, you know, Tristan Yari, even though he's kind of riding the, riding the pine these days, going up against Shesterkin, who has been an animal. And let's think about this. The Rangers have home ice advantage. I think this is another series similar to when I talked about it last week with the Wild and Blues, that home ice matters. Mm-hmm. The Rangers being at home, I think they take it, and I think they take it in seven. I think each, I think each side maybe wins an away game. But I think the home games are going to be where this is one. And the fact the Rangers have four and the Penguins only have three makes a hell of a difference. Shesterkin at home is another animal. You put that into a playoff scenario, unbeatable, dude. Unbeatable. That's all I have to say. I'm taking Rangers in seven. Yep. I will say that out of all of the teams that are in the playoffs this year, I think that these two teams are the teams that I have watched the very least amount of. I would also agree with that. I have not so, seen as much against uh, like watching either team play, but what yeah. I have seen, I've seen the Rangers perform very well, especially against the Penguins. Sure. So now take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, but this feels very reminiscent to me of the Pens New York Islanders playoff series from a couple of years ago. I think it was first round. Last year. This may have been. It was last year. Last year. I'm all, I, well, I'm, I, I could be wrong on that, but the Islanders and the Penguins had a hell of a series last year. So I will say this. It was, it was a couple of years ago because I remember we went to a place in Rochester and to get food when we were in Rochester. And I remember watching that playoff series on TV. Oh, was it 2019 maybe? Wouldn't have been 2019. I think 28. Ah, 20, 20, 2019, Islanders swept the Penguins 4-0. Okay. That sounds familiar then because this is, yep. 
I think that's right because yep, this is I this I get very similar vibes from this team, this New York Rangers team that I do with the New York Islanders of 2019. I think they're very calculated. They're very I don't want to say boring, but they're they're very calculated. They're very well well trained, well coached to an extent. And I think that Shesterkin is just going to be that that asset that's going to take yep. them to the next level. We've we've now, we've, we've we've talked about it all day. Goal oh yeah, goaltending, goaltending. Mm-hmm. Shesterkin. I could be wrong on this, but I think he won the the Vezina. I'm sorry, how Vezna. Vezna. The Vesna yeah. Trophy. I'm pretty sure he won the uh, the Vesna Trophy today. Well, he has the best goals. Oh, I guess average. no, no. They have. You're right. You're right. They haven't. Uh, they haven't given that out yet. Yeah, it, I think it was a 2.02 goals allowed average, which is for the NHL or you know for this season especially, where I think the the goal average was like six and a half per game. Uh, yeah, it was one of the. It was. It was one of the highest scoring seasons that we've had in the NHL since I think 94 or 96. 90, 90 something, 90 mm-hmm. something. And then yep. on top of that, the last day, not, not today, but Friday, the last day mm-hmm. of like all everybody playing was the highest amount of goals ever scored in a day in NHL history. Yes. Holy so there shankies. have been a, there have been a lot of goals that have been scored. So I think with that being said, with, you know, with um, Shesterkin being kind of that that key asset for the Rangers, I'm taking them over the pins in. I think I had this one going five. I think the pins get one on them. Five? You think you think this is a damn near sweep? Almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Like I said, I get the Holy same vibes. I get the same vibes as Ooh. that Islanders team from 2019. Oh man! I think that. By the way, that the. Uh... The Islanders and Penguins did play last year, and the Islanders also won 4-2 in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like the Penguins do have a little bit of uh, – I, I can't say choking, but they, they do, uh, they do as of recently, as of late, like to not make it very deep into the playoffs. So definitely, uh, definitely going to be curious to watch. All right, that's the end of the first round. So let's, uh, let's jump into the, the second round of everything that we've got. Obviously – well, this will be a little quicker. Our, our matchups will be a little different, but I'm just going to walk through. I'll, I'll walk through my uh, Western Conference side of the bracket, and then we'll let Sprinter do his, and then I'll jump through my Eastern. We'll let him do his, and uh, then we'll look at we'll look at the semifinals and the finals. All right, so baby. In in the quarterfinals, based on my my uh, first one, we'll stop starting the uh, the top left of the West. I've got the Avs playing the Wild, and here's my thought process. I'm taking the Wild, and I know that's not a shock to anybody. Here's my thought. If the Wild get through the Blues, that momentum, I think it can propel them against the Abs. They've had a lot of success against the Abs this year, whether it's taking them to OT, whether it's winning outright. The Wild have been able to play the Abs very, very well this year, arguably better than most teams in the league. So I'm taking the Wild. However, if the Blues do win the first-round matchup, I think the Abs go. I'll jump down to the bottom part of the West. Like I said, I think that I think that Blues Wild matchup has so much pull in how this playoff series or how this entire playoff bracket looks. So Wild win that first series, I think they beat the Abs. If the Blues win that first series, I think the Abs beat the Blues, and then the Abs are in the uh, the what is that the semis. 
Uh, down below. Okay, so I had uh, Calgary beating Dallas, and then the Oilers beating Calgary. Or I'm sorry, the Oilers beating the Kings. Calgary and Edmonton against each other. I am taking Calgary again. I, I think this is another goaltender matchup. And as we've talked about how goaltending is so crucial when it comes down to the playoffs, this, this is a matchup that I have a real hard time seeing Mike Smith outwin Jacob Markstrom for the series. So I'm taking the flames. Springer, we'll, we'll jump into your, your two. Yeah. So I've got the abs and the blues in the top left corner of the bracket there. Another kind of, I don't want to say David and Goliath situation because I, I don't think it's nearly that. I think this is probably going to be one of the most aggressive series that we're going to see in this kind of quarterfinals area, if we want to call it that. Um, but it's really going to be hard for me to bet against the Avs in this situation because I think at that time of the playoffs, it's really going to come down to the conditioning and just the the guys that are going to come off the bench and maybe play more minutes or whatever. And I think that the abs are a lot more stacked than the blues are this year. So for that reason, I'm taking the abs to move on to the next round. So going to the bottom left hand uh, in the Western conference, I've got the flames and the Kings. And this one I think is going to be tough. And I will say that drew Doughty being out for, at least that first series is going to be tough against the Oilers for the mm-hmm. Kings, That's... but I think it's really going to make a difference for them against the flames. So I've got the flames moving on. I don't think, I, I honestly think that out of all of my quarterfinals matchups, I think that this is probably going to be the quickest one, but I'm taking the flames in that series. So, wow. Wow. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump over to the East uh, in that top right corner, I have uh, the Panthers beating the Caps, and then obviously the Leafs beating the Lightning. Again, the Panthers are hot. Their goaltending's good. Their offense is stupid. I, I don't care who it is. I've got a real hard time seeing the Panthers losing to the Leafs or the Lightning. I, Panthers are taking that one. And then uh, – Jump down to that that bottom part of the east, bottom right corner. Got the Canes playing the Rangers. And I again, the Rangers offense, and they'll have home ice advantage the way they've played at home this year. I just don't see them losing that series at all. So uh, Panthers-Canes is my semifinal matchup. Right there with you. Yep, except I've got the Panthers beating the Lightning. I think that the Panthers, yeah, when it comes to the Lightning, I think they've had their their time in the sun, their time to shine. But I think that the Panthers and the Lightning, while it's going to be a fantastic Florida matchup, now whether you want to call Florida a great hockey market or not, it's up to you. But I, I think that the Panthers take it to the Lightning in this one. And I think it's going to be – it's going to be a lot closer of a series than I think people are going to expect. If this all happens, this is all hypothetical, but of course I think that that series is going to be close, but yeah, the Panthers are going to take it, especially with that home ice advantage, helping them out. So at the bottom right hand of my Eastern conference bracket, I've got the same as you. I've got the Canes and the Rangers. And I think that's kind of the same thing as you. It's really hard to bet against the Canes, especially with this home ice advantage that they're going to have in this series. I think it's going to be another close one, but yep. I think the Canes take it as well. So 
Oh yeah, man. Well, let's jump into our semifinals where I have the Minnesota Wild taking on the Calgary Flames. And you're not going to believe it, man. But the Wild get it done. Oh, you know, wow. You know they do. They're heading to the finals. So, <laughs> I, Dude, I, I'm a lot of my faith in the Wild, a, apart from being a Wild fan, is in Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury. These are, these are two all-star goaltenders. Cam Talbot went to the all-star game this year. Marc-Andre Fleury has shown time and time again, especially when it comes to the playoffs, that he is an all-time competitor. Uh, don't care what team he's playing on, unless it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he is an all-time competitor. So I think that goalie tandem alone propels them up to the finals. I, I, I think if they play how they should and they take down St. Louis, the Wild are making it to the finals. Over on the other side, I don't see how Florida loses to Carolina. It's just not going to happen. Um, if Carolina had home ice advantage in that one, I could see Carolina taking the series. I think home ice, once you get down into the semis and the finals, that is such an important factor that you just have to make sure you are at home. Otherwise, otherwise you're going to drop games that you shouldn't. And I think if Carolina was at home, they'd do it. Give me Florida. Okay. The Wild and the Panthers in the finals. We'll let you know who wins after Springer goes. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. So in the Western Conference Championship, I've got the Avs versus the Flames. This was a round one series a couple of years ago. If it does, if it, I will say, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but if it does come down to the Avs and the Flames, that series is going to be electric. So good. That might be other than whatever the final is, because the final is always the best six, seven games that's ever played in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be the best matchup if it does come down to the abs and the flames. That would be electric. Yep. yep. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I think that solely because the avalanche have the home ice advantage, I yep. think it's really hard to bet against them. So I've got the abs moving on to the cup. And on the uh, Western Conference, I've got the Eastern. Panthers. Eastern, sorry. No, you're good, Excuse buddy. Me. The Eastern, I've got the Panthers and I've got the Canes, two very southern, untraditional markets. That's another good point. Can we talk about that real quick for just a second? Yeah, like the dude. amount of teams that we have that are not traditional hockey markets. You've got mm-hmm. LA, Dallas, St. Louis, Nashville, uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina. It's insane. Yeah. You know, you, you have the, you have these cities who are not known for their hockey. That's not why people go there. It's you know, let, let's obviously let's look at Minnesota for example. It's literally referred to as the state of hockey. You mm-hmm. they are almost expected to have a good team every year because they live in the state of hockey. When I think about Carolina, I don't think about hockey right away. It's just not a place where that is common or usual. So to have these these lower market teams, you know having big seasons and possibly making, making big runs into the, into the playoffs. I think it's awesome for the game. Oh, look at Tampa. 100%. The past two years, the past two years, mm-hmm. Tampa. Um, it, yep. It's awesome for the game. It, it's amazing. It is. It really is. I 100% with you. And I think honestly, because of that, we're going to see some really interesting crowds. And I think we're going to see some really passionate crowds because I think that Absolutely. there are now, while, the average fan of both 
Florida and Carolina probably isn't going to sit at their TV and watch every single game. They know that these two teams, especially by this point, they know that these two teams are in the playoffs and they're going to make every effort they can to not only be in or around the arena come game time, if not in the arena itself, just, you know, cheering their asses off. And I think that in my opinion, that's something that always kind of gives me chills is just watching fans in these untraditional hockey markets yeah. just go ape shit because dude it's so fun yeah because let's be honest if neither of these two teams were in these markets they wouldn't give two shits about hockey no no because not they're not they're not winner specific markets exactly you know? so I, in my opinion i think it's really cool but to get a kind of back into this bracket here i've got florida yeah. and carolina in the eastern conference championship and i've got carolina taking it wow I think that I think that goaltending has been really good for Florida, but I think that Bobrovsky has been kind of wishy-washy. He's, he's, last, been, like, he's, he's been up and down for sure. Yeah, he has not been as consistent as he could be, and mm-hmm. if he continues that play as as trends continue to go in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I agree. I could see that being a big problem. I could see that being a problem against the Leafs. Um, yep. If that's who they end up playing, I, if it's the Lightning, I could see that being a problem against the Lightning. I think. That is going to be a very, very big fact. And then, of course, Spencer Knight, depending on what he can do and how often they play him, I think th- those their two goalies are going to be difference makers, whether they're on or not. And, and Absolutely. again, that's the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Saddam, who do you got in your uh, Stanley Cup championship? Oh, Stanley for... Cup championship is going to be the Minnesota Wild taking on the Florida Panthers. <laughs> the boys didn't make it all the way there just to say we're going home empty-handed. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wild are taking this one in seven, buddy. Actually, no. Give me the wild in six so I Fuck can it, four. <laughs> give me give me the wild at six so that I can be up there in Minnesota for game six to watch them win at home. Um, oh no way. If 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 we make it to the finals, my dad and I are going to the game. It's it's oh it's game. You have guaranteed. To. It's guaranteed. Have to. And the good thing is the tickets are on him this time because I bought the winter class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, anyway, I, dude, again, this is all dependent on goaltending. I, I did my best, and I, I know I still didn't do great at it, but I did my best to be as unbiased as I could and to try and, and hear me out, hear me out. And I, and I tried to look at goaltending and offensive production. The Wilds' offensive production this season has been top four or five, and they now have, in my opinion, if they both play to their superior level, the best goalie tandem in the playoffs this season. I think goaltending, we've, we've harped on it all evening. The past hour and a half, it's been goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. That's what we think is going to propel these teams over the other teams. I think that is what propels Minnesota over these other teams if they play to their abilities. If we get a game where Mark andre Fleury shit the bed or Cam shits the bed, I think it's going to be real hard to bounce back from that. But if these goalies play to their all-star superstar ability, the Wild are a dangerous team to look out for. Man. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, 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 I may have gone over the top having them win the cup in my bracket, but they are dangerous. And it, if, if the goalies play well, look at the numbers of Kirill and Fiala, Erickson Eck, who off of injury scored, I think, four goals in two games or something. I, they have the offensive power and ability to hang around any other team in the league. It all comes down to whether or not they can shut people down 
whether that's the penalty kill, whether that's defensively, whether it's in, in the offensive zone, if they succeed to the ability that they can, they can take home with them. That's all. That's, that's my thought. Hey, I respect that. I absolutely respect that. Good for you, man. So yeah, in mine, I've got the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. And, you know, I, I feel like this is a very feasible matchup for the Stanley Cup Finals. And the, with that being what, said... What is, it? what is it? The Canes and the Avs? Yep. 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 That's... And, uh... I mean, obviously, they're both one seeds out of their, you know, respective bracket. But I think that these two teams are the real deal. James Neal. But... <laughs> James Neal, the real deal. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's really hard to bet against Colorado, especially this season. I think that they have kind of just almost made themselves superior to an extent. They, they seem, you know, otherworldly. And I think that honestly, if the Avs make it all the way to the cup finals, I think of regardless of who is in the Eastern conference for the Stanley cup, I think if the Avs make it that far, I think that the Avs take the cup. So, Okay. Wow. I like thoughts. it. I like it though. I like it. I think, I think you're right. The abs are a dangerous team. They, the, the one thing that concerns me is they're <laughs> shockingly enough Springer. I don't know if we've talked about it this evening. Uh, they're goaltending. No way. <laughs> you got a point there. You do. I, I just, I, I think Darcy Kemper's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great. Yeah. You don't think he's Stanley cup winning. I don't. And that's where I have a hard time seeing them getting past the quarter or semifinals. Is yeah. I, I don't I don't think Darcy Darcy Kemper is at a caliber high enough to keep the Avs in those tight games. We'll see though. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a series uh, all around every single one. It's going to be a hell of an entire bracket. The whole thing is going to be insane. I I don't know if I've mentioned this to you yet, man, but I'm excited. I'm I am excited. Stoked. It is going to be fun. All righty. Now that we made it through the brackets, uh, Springer, what do you say we uh, jump into a little hypothetical hypocrites, hypocritical hypothets? I don't know. Hypocrites, whatever. Yeah, you know, however you want to say that. Something that we kind of wanted to talk about as as we get into the playoffs is should the NHL change their playoff format? I think playoffs and championships as we've you know continued in every single sport not just the nhl but they've all evolved into something different and the nhl is one of those that has for the most part not changed at all ever since it started so not really as you know nfl kind of changes up their season nba has changed up their playoff look uh, exponentially i know mlb this year is a little weird because of the whole lockout stuff. I know, but I, but I do know they did change up their playoffs a little bit for this year as well. Plus you look at COVID and how that impacted a bunch of playoffs. Just kind of one of those things we thought we should throw out there and, and say, maybe we have some good ideas. Maybe we don't. What should we change? Maybe we don't change anything. Springer, I'll let you start. If you could change anything about the NHL playoff format, would you? And if so, what would it be? Why? Give us, give us some info on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's an interesting topic. Um, I think that there's definitely a lot that you could change to 
the playoff format itself. Like, I think that if you were to, instead of, you know, making division series, if you were to re-rank one through 16, I think that would be a pretty interesting way to go about doing it, especially with hockey, you know, the point system for those of you who don't know um, in hockey, a win is worth two points in the regular season. A loss is obviously zero points and an overtime loss is worth one point. So that's kind of the point structure for the regular season. So I think in terms of ranking teams one through 16, I think it makes it pretty easy to do that. Yeah. I mean, you just, you go to the point system and then here's, here's one thing that it might not be, you know, playoff specific, but one thing that I would like to see kind of changed or looked into, I guess, is within that ranking system, obviously points. And then the first tiebreaker is regulation wins in the regular Mm -hmm. season. I think it should just be total number of wins if they have the same amount of points. I I don't I don't see why winning in regulation or or winning in overtime should make a difference. A win is a win. I think you should, you know, if if you have a team that has the same amount of points as another team, but they're they have six more wins, I I don't see why they should get penalized if the other team has more regulation wins. You know, I just think I think wins period should hold more value than a regulation win or anything else like that. So in that yeah, sense, yeah, totally. I think, I think that'd be a good way to do it. I, I love the idea of one through 16, because I think something that happens in the NHL playoffs, it's, it doesn't get stagnant by any means, but you do see teams end up playing a lot of the same teams in the first mm-hmm. rounds, second rounds. Um, mm-hmm. You could argue that in any sport, obviously looking at conferences. Uh, I mean, look at the NFL and the AFC you had, you had, Chiefs and Patriots for what was that three years straight? I mean, yeah. so I, I think it kind of just comes with sports. You're going to have continuing teams continue to play each other, but I think a one through 16 like that, or even I, I think, I think I'll, I'll expand on your idea, maybe a one through eight and a one through eight, mm-hmm. because right now it's very division specific, not conference mm-hmm. specific. I yeah. think, I think if you open it up to conference, not division, it brings a, this whole new landscape to now instead of only having, you know, Flames, Oilers, Kings, they, they could be playing anybody in the West. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're playing the Yotes. Well, I mean, <laughs> not okay. this year, but slow it down there, Dom. The Yotes aren't making the playoffs for quite some time. <laughs> oh, God. But, you know, something like that where I think it, it just kind of mixes up because I, I love – the format now, I'll be quite honest. I, mm-hmm. It's hard for me to want to change anything. I love yeah. best of seven every series. I I love that it's 16 teams. I think that's that's a perfect number. I think any more and you start running into teams that are in the playoffs that shouldn't be in the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, and- I think a great example of that is the Eastern Conference this year. If you look at the teams that were outside of the wild card, they were outside of the wild card by... 15, 20 points. Like it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, I, I, I think the way they have it now with 16 is perfect. It, it keeps the right amount number of teams. Oh yeah. No, I would not want to change the number of teams at all in the slightest, but you as a wild fan, wouldn't you be so much happier if instead of playing St. Louis, the first round every fucking year you played that. <laughs> yeah. You played them later in the playoffs as opposed to one of these two really stellar teams getting knocked out in the first round, 
just because of the conference that they're in. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I think that's a really good point to bring up because we look at this first round and there are so many teams that get knocked out in the first round that if they didn't have to play that team, they might go all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think I think good good actually example is the first game of of the playoffs that I know you and I are both watching right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Bruins and Canes. I think if the Bruins didn't have to play Carolina, they could beat most of the teams in the Eastern Conference. But that's just not how it gets drawn. So I don't know. I think I think it's definitely there, there's some stuff to look at there. I think there are some tweaks and stuff that could be made to make it more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But as far as format goes for picking a championship or picking a champion, best of seven every series is the best way to do it. And I, I think the NHL has it right on that. Yep, I totally so. agree. I, I totally agree too. I think, and it, you know, like what we were talking about earlier, how it just it really emphasizes how difficult the Stanley Cup is to win. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think that's kind of where, you know, we talk about this one through 16, you know, getting to see new matchups, not having to play within your conference. But I think that's part of what makes it, if you're the best team, you should be able to take out anybody, whether they're in your conference, in your division, whatever it is. So True. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a, it's a it tough is. draw. It is. Tough draw. Well, I, like, I like, your, like your points, though. I like your thoughts. I think very well said. Well, thanks, man. What do you say we, we talk a little bit about where mama hides the cookies? Let's talk about where mama hides the cookies. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and call mama up. Mom, where, where do you hide them? Right, right above the glove, right above the, the blocker, right in that, that uh, upper 90 area? That's I think, right. I think so. Uh, Top shelf, baby. Ladies and gents, that is the hockey word slash phrase of the week. Where mama hides the cookies. Uh, we're not just going off on some random tangent about cookies. However, we're not. Uh, I, I do have a, a grandma that makes the greatest cookies in the world. Uh, oh, yeah? So if, awesome. we, if we are going to talk about cookies, uh, she would be the one to call for sure. Oh, but, man. Okay, what's her, what's her go-to? What's her, uh, her best? Oh, chocolate chip. Really? Without a doubt. She, really? I, I used to not know what it was that made them so good, and after finding out, it makes it really hard to continue eating them. Uh, uh, because it's just a whole shitload of butter, (laughs) but that's, that's how they get this amazing texture of like, you take a bite and it's melting in your mouth like as your teeth are touching it. Yes. But it is, it is a copious amount of butter to my understanding. (laughs) Speaking of cookies though, it's funny. So my dad for years has had an infatuation with double tree cookies. I don't know if you've double, ever had a double tree. Double cookie. tree, like the hotel double tree. Yes, yes. Have you ever had a cookie from Double Tree? I can't say. I, I'm more of a Marriott guy myself, so oh, I, see. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't really get around to the Hiltons, but that's fair. That's fair. So yes, my dad loves uh, Double Tree cookies, and that has been um, something that he has spent years trying to replicate. He never like. He's not really a baker boy by any means. I mean, he definitely looks like it. Yeah. A little, little chubby, but um, <laughs> no, he has spent years trying to replicate double tree cookies. And it seems like every Christmas he'll like, you know, bust out the cookie mix and start working on it at like start, midnight. Start going to town. 
Yeah, at like midnight too. Like he has to like let them sit and let them rest, and then he has to let them bake, and then he has to let them <laughs> sit and rest again. And it's it's all got to be like perfect timing on everything. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's like, Dad, this isn't a brisket; these are cookies. <laughs> they don't have to sit and rest, and then you don't have to wrap them in tinfoil bag, you know. <laughs> Has it's he, weird. Has he ever has he ever talked to DoubleTree and just said, "Can I have your cookie recipe?" <laughs> I think he has, but he, and what yes, they said, he has. no, we'll have to kill he, you. <laughs> DoubleTree really thinking they're all that with their fucking cookie recipe. By the way, this episode sponsored by DoubleTree. DoubleTree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. I think he did. He got like the recipe from them, and he tried to replicate it. And he said that they were terrible. It just wasn't the same. Mm-mm. So he's taken that recipe Damn. and tried. I wonder. To... I wonder if it has to do with something like the you know, like an industrial sized oven that they cook them in, or maybe it's like a specific brand of an ingredient that makes all the difference. I don't know personally. Like I said, I haven't tried them, but uh, it'd be curious. Curious to see if your dad looks into that. If uh, he'd be able to replicate the uh, the double tree double tree cookie cookie recipe. Anyways, we got anyway, off on a great tangent there. Where mama, mama hides the cookies, that right, is uh, word of the day. It refers to top shelf, uh, the, the upper area of the net. Uh, when you go ahead and score a goal, upper 90. That's right. Like to say he put it right where mama hides the cookies. So we figure uh, there will be a lot of top shelf goals going on in the playoffs. Yep. Who doesn't love a great cookie? Oh yeah, I thought well, and, I thought that was just a good uh, the good word of the day. And we wanted to bring this up too because of um, RJ or oh, of Rick Jarnett's call. Of that was his infamous call. He was saying, a play-by-play, yeah. yep. yep, infamous saying play-by-play guy for the Buffalo Sabers for years. Um, he just retired um, after the Buffalo Sabers last game. So he congrats on retirement. Um, yeah. We'll definitely miss hearing uh, where mama hides the cookies. That's that's right. And if, but, uh, okay, well, you know, I think uh good segment. You and I have certainly enjoyed getting into these past couple weeks. Uh, without a doubt, Ben, one of my favorites. This is going to be a good one. In this lifetime lineup. Ladies and gents, we've got another one coming at you. And this is a doozy. This is going to be real interesting. I'm curious to see what Springer and I have uh, put together here. But this is, this is going to be a fun one. So never in this lifetime lineup, we have the Springer Spaniels. Uh, they get the first, first draft pick of this week. And we are drafting beers. 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 And beers. beers at the bar. Lots of beers, baby. Beers. We've, all the beers. All the beers. Yep. So, yep. Done a lot Springer. of research. Yep. Um, a lot of research. I've thought about you know teams. who's really going to thrive in, in the winger roles and the defensive roles. Yep. Um, Watched a lot of tape on these guys. Lots of tape. A lot of scouting reports that we've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've got some great picks coming up in this draft. So, that being said, Springer. Uh, tell us about your research. Who you got going number yeah. one, baby? All right. This is a tough one. I can't decide who I want to take first, but I think I've got my number one. So the first overall pick of the tape to tape 
2022 beer draft, the Springer Spaniel select at right defenseman out of Ireland, Guinness. Wow. Got a heavy that, beer. That's a good one. That's a heavy one. I agree. You got a heavy I beer. That's you a, need some, you need you some need, thickness back on the D line. I agree. You need, you need somebody heavy back on that D that D line. Somebody who's very versatile as well. You know, somebody that you can throw into a Belfast bomb or an Irish car bomb, you know, somebody who's able to take on that role if they need to, but like a it. very heavy set player. And like that's it. why I'm taking Guinness number one overall at right defenseman. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, with the, uh, with the second pick in the draft, Dom's dogs, I, we've done this for three episodes, four episodes now, I think. And I just mm-hmm. realized that both of our team names have to do with dogs. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. What, what the hell? <laughs> we love dogs. I should have been more original. Anyways, <laughs> Springer Spaniels is great. Dom's dogs is stupid. It's lazy. Anyways, stupid team name. We're firing the GM this year. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, second, second pick in the beer draft um, at left defenseman. Dom's dogs. Stupid fucking name. Dom's is Yotes. taking is taking Elysian Space Dust. Oh, I it, great solid beer. You can't go wrong with it. It's you it's can't. reliable. And it's got that IPA heaviness to it that's, that's oh. that you need in a defender. And I, I, for that reason, Space Dust is, is running the lefty. That's a great pick. I also had them on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic, fantastic player. He's one of those guys where if you get hit by him and you stand up, uh, you're, you're, you're going to feel it. Back down. <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel it. That's it's a it's a true punch. That's it really is. He, he's kind of the enforcer guy. He, he, he packs is. a good punch. He, had, he really does. He's uh, yep. Out of the Northwest as well. So, you exactly, know, exactly. Local guy for me. Good, so good I got to appreciate that. Probably a WHL guy. So um, got to love that. Got to appreciate that. So really good pick. I like that one. Second overall. That's thank you. Fantastic. It's kind of a sleeper pick. I know there's, you know, a lot of beer draft. Everybody's thinking the the heavy, the heavy contenders with Bud Light, Miller Light, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I yep. thought kind of a little out on the limb here. Take, take a, take a, take a chance on him. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm okay. So for the third overall pick, Springer Slan, Springer Spaniels are going to take at center Ooh. Blue Moon. Blue Moon running the Blue offense. Moon. Interesting. Yep. I've got Blue Moon running the offense here. I think that. Um, just gives me kind of leadership roles, you know, he will take you to the promised land, you know, whether you're a lighter beer or you're just not a, really a beer guy, you don't really know what you're going, getting into, you know, you're really wanting to kind of bump up your play to the next level and really kind of start enjoying finer, nicer beers, you know, a Belgian blue moon is always a really good way to get you started. And I think that that's kind of a good leadership role that's the kind of team the person that we want taking the face offs for the springer spaniels so blue moon wow you clearly did a lot more research into this than i did because when i was making my team and my my draft list and where they where they uh, fell on the on the list it was pretty much yeah that looks good (laughs) so you you uh your team already just based off the analysis that you've given me is is 
far and above more superior. That being said, I'm going to try to just pull some stuff out of my ass here and make it sound real good. Coming I mean, at buddy, you, that's all I'm I, doing. I, dude, I think I'm just going to continue to uh, kind of take your picks as you take them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm also going to draft center with the fourth overall pick. Okay. And that is going to be the one, the only Bud Light Platinum. Dom's dog. Platties. Fourth, fourth pick overall, taking the Bud Light Platties. Uh, this is a guy who has a lot of speed, gets down the ice real quick, but packs a hell of a punch. Oh, you don't know where it comes from. This dude's taking <laughs> wristers from the blue line, and you they go in before you can see them. And this guy comes out of nowhere. Bud Light Platinum. That's true. Overall pick. Fantastic running, running pick. Center. Fantastic pick. Ooh, okay, where do I want to go next? This is. I know, I know. This is a tough. This is a tough one. All right. So the next pick for the Springer Spaniels at left wing. Springer Spaniels select out of Shiner, Texas. Shinerbach. Ooh. Needed. Needed. You know, a little Southern persuasion there. Needed. Um. You know, somebody who's going to be kind of a good. You know two-way uh two-way forward somebody who's going to be able to be up there but also be able to get back and play defense if they need to you know somebody who's a little bit heavier but is also really light in the sense that they've got that speed they can go down real easy and they can also get back real easy if you get what i'm saying so i like um, it Left wing Shinerbach for the Springer Spaniels. I love it. I love it. Well with the uh with the sixth pick in the draft you're not going to believe it, but Dom's Dogs is also going to take a left winger. Uh-oh. We are taking the one, the only, Stella Artois. Ooh. Little little classy Ooh. there. Uh, it is. One of those guys who, you know, they'll get the job done, mm-hmm. but they'll, they'll do it with some show. And I think mm-hmm. that's just what Dom's Dogs needs. Still hate the name now that I've realized it. Just what Dom's Dogs needs uh, at a left wing role is a little yeah. bit of flashiness, I, I, little hands, little deeks, little, yeah. little ready to go, little flashy. Somebody, yeah, somebody to class up the organization as well, you know? Yep. Need some class, some guy, somebody who's going to really kind of, they're going to be that front and center PR guy. They're going to be, that's going to be the one that's, you know, answering the questions from the media. That's yeah, the kind of guy you, know, you want. You know he's going to have some, some tang in those interviews for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, next pick. At right wing, the Springer Spaniels are selecting McLobe Ultra. Oh, that's a good one. You need a skinny guy, yep. a light guy, somebody, somebody with a lot of speed there. You're going to need a, you know, you've got some kind of bigger guys in that forward core, but you need somebody light, somebody kind of like a Johnny Goudreau who's got that speed, but is also a smaller, well-skilled player who's you know going to put the puck in the net when they need to. And to me, that just screams Michelob Ultra. Ten calories or whatever. You know, great pick in my opinion. Really light. I love it. I love chiller. it. It's 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 a can't miss classic. Going to be there when you need him to. Which brings me to my right winger. Uh oh. Eighth overall pick. Dom's dogs is selecting Miller light. It's just, it's, it's stellar. It's going to show up and perform every day when you need it to. 
and you you can't you can't lose with that that kind of a guy. Consistency is key, and Miller Lite is consistent. Oof. Isn't it crazy how these drafts are shaped so differently for each category? Like I I'm know. thinking back on like Pixar, uh, like the goalie was the first one that went. Like that was almost the most important role. Or oh, yeah. the super superheroes, same thing. Yep. Uh, but then like our our athletes and our beers goalie just doesn't seem that important it's crazy it's uh, sorry stupid well stupid thing to point out it's just fun to see how different every draft no. looks based on every category well i'm i'm gonna preface this my my tindy is way out of left field oh so boy. i'm keeping him keeping him oh it's boy. gonna be one you know it's gonna be one you know okay all right but it's I've, way out i also of left field. I've, I've got a good one i've got a good one but all okay. right i think it's i think it's your pick with the ninth pick in the draft yep so Ninth pick in the draft, Springer Spaniels at left D are going to take Bud Weiser, the oh, king of beers. That is a stellar one. That's uh, I, it's another hefty guy, uh, yep. but still still light enough that mm -hmm. you're going to be able to get some speed out of him. I like it. Yep. I think that's yep. a great pick. Yep. Some sort of an offensive defenseman. In that regard, you know, somebody who's going to be there to back up Shinerbach when Shinerbach's out of position, whatever, you know, you've got somebody who's going to be able to play both ends of the ice. Right. Um, I think Budweiser, especially paired up with Guinness there, I think it's going to be a really good combo um, uh, yeah. for a defensive defensive line. So Budweiser. That is, that is great. That is great. Well, at right defenseman, out of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh-oh. With the 10th overall pick, Dom's Dogs is selecting Boulevard Tank 7. Tank 7. Oh, baby. For those of you who don't know, Tank 7. There's literally a reason now, why they call now, it Tank. That's a, that's a heavy boy. That's, that is a heavy that's boy. A, that's a boy that you need on defense to make sure it that, uh, yeah, that, that they're going to get the job done. It is. Yeah, great pick. Fantastic pick. Oh, man. Now we got right. the goalies left. Who's the tendy for Springer's team? I, I'm now realizing that mine's also a shot in the dark. Like, my, my oh, yeah. tendy is. Yeah, oh, I, you, might not, you might not have even heard of this beer. Uh-oh. I'm sure you Okay. Have. You've heard of okay. a company, for sure. But. Okay. All right. So, with the last pick for the Springer Spaniels in the – Tape to tape 2022 beer draft at Tindy Springer Spaniels are selecting none other than old English. Old English. Malt liquor, baby. Unbelievable. Walk me through it. I got it. I got it now. So I, I mean, you look at the bottle, it is a tall bottle, but it is also a very, thick size bottle. So you need somebody who's going to be tall. Somebody who's going to be lanky, obviously somebody who's going to be able to pack a punch, you know, be able to kind of hold their own um, in terms of, you know, salary cap, relatively cheap, very cheap true. for attendee. True. true. Not going to, so, not going to cost, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. It's, you know, you need some experience. That's where the old and old English comes from. So you don't see too many young tindies in the league these days. So that's why I decided to go with old English here. I think in terms of somebody in net, 
that I made my mind up immediately. I love it. I so love it. English and that. And Dom, who is your tendy? My tendy with the 12th and final pick in the beer draft is going to be Kona Goldcliff IPA. Ooh, good one. It is. And quite honestly, the reason I picked it is because it is my favorite beer personally that I've ever had. So I had to give it justice picking my favorite position in hockey. It is phenomenal. It is an IPA that is like a little hoppy, Mm -hmm. but has this like pineapple flavor that just Mm -hmm. gives it this beautiful, smooth finish. Oh my goodness. It's so amazing. But uh, they stopped shipping it to the u.s i believe really i actually i believe they stopped brewing it it was one of their i don't know oh like specialty brews i was gonna I say think, i literally I had it a was. last night i think it was no because kona's still like going it's still yeah but I, I like I, the I, golden ale or whatever uh the yeah 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 what is it it's the big wave big that's, wave yep. yeah that's like that's like their most their most popular one. Oh yeah um Yep. All right. Well, Kona Goldcliff IPA, favorite beer for the favorite position. And that is the only reason that I uh, really took it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So guys, yes, feel free to send us in your never in this lifetime lineup of beers. Um, we try to keep it relatively generic. You can go, if you want to submit yours to us, go as wild as you want to. I mean, hell, even I, add yeah. a white claw in there. I don't care. If we even want to call I love that it. beer. I, I, but, probably not more of a seltzer, but I guess you were also yeah, taking yeah. malt liquor over there. So who are hey, we to judge? Hey, I Googled it. Malt liquor is beer. Oh, well, then I think technically White Claws are also beer because I do believe they use malt liquor. There we go. So, all right. There we go. Use, we, I guess we should have put White Claw on there. Um, well, Springer, what do you say? Quick little puck pick that it's not going to take long and we'll, we'll get out of here. And give everybody Let's do it, baby back their time i think this is probably the longest episode we've ever recorded <laughs> honestly it might be but we, it, we just it's the playoffs man you can't not talk too much about the playoffs oh on 100 percent. that's not right you can't, you can't talk too much i'm you stupid. can't talk enough did you know that <laughs> <laughs> words are hard right words are hard buddy that is for sure all right so for puck pick uh this week obviously there's not really specific games uh or matchups springer and i like or dislike it's the playoffs everybody's playing the same team uh for seven games if they need it so we're just both going to talk about our favorite series uh what you know we we don't have to spend too much time on it because we kind of did our in-depth analysis but i think uh yeah we'll just give our favorite series and yeah absolutely so i'm not going to go with the obvious one here because I'll leave that up to you if you want to take it or not. But I personally, the one that I'm most excited for is my upset, just because I feel like I'm right and I'm um, narcissistic enough to want to make sure that I'm right or think that I'm continue to keep thinking that I'm right. So the series I'm looking forward to the most is going to be this Edmonton Oilers and LA King series. I think it's actually going to be a lot better than a lot of people expect because i will say it probably isn't been necessarily one of those like highlight or headline series of this first round of playoffs because i think that there are some that are you know 
looked at as a lot more interesting. But I, with me taking the the underdog in this series, I think that it's going to be relatively interesting. I think that both of these teams have a really good chance to continue to move forward. Um, But both teams, regardless, I think have a relatively bright future. We'll see with the Edmonton Oilers. If they lose this first round, there's a pretty good chance that the GM and the whole front office blows this whole thing up. But Uh, Okay. Here's a, here's a crazy question. Oilers Mm -hmm. lose this first round against the Kings. Yeah. Let's say it happens. Mm -hmm. At what point do you start thinking about trading Drysidle or McDavid. McDavid's not going anywhere. They would be trading Drysidle, hundred percent. Yeah, I would be willing to say probably. Because here's what's probably... here's what's crazy about that Edmonton team, and I know we've talked about it, but when you have a team that's able to produce offense as well as they have, I mean, McDavid and Drysidle both have made the hundred point list. I think in the past three straight seasons, and mm-hmm. then you get to the playoffs and you can't produce anything what good is it that you get to put up a bunch of points and never have them mean anything? And let's be honest here. I think McJesus is good enough of a player that if you take him out, take Dreisaitl out and put in some other player at about his caliber, I think that he is easily looking at 100 points as well because You're talking about be like honest, if, you, if you took Dreisaitl out and you put somebody, some other yeah. big name there. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. You put, well, not even necessarily a big name, but I think like... That's true. I think you could put a second, third liner there next to yeah. McDavid. He's just so good. He's going to make those guys around him look amazing. 100%. And that's nothing and, to and take. And that is, no, not taken yeah. away from Dreisaitl at all. Uh, he's, also, at all. He's, he's also an amazing player. and He's got mm-hmm. fantastic hands. It's more so just of a testament to, uh, I think, how highly we hold McDavid in a regard mm-hmm. is he, we just think he's that good that he, it doesn't matter who's on his line. He's going to get them to close to a hundred points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, it's, I'm, I'm going to be curious because obviously dry settle is going to be worth quite a bit. Of course. So they'll have probably a lot more, I guess, cap stock really, if you want to, you know, put it that way. Right. To be able to bring in, not necessarily just one other player, but a couple of more players, maybe even a goalie. Hell, like, I mean, that would be real smart. If I'm the Edmonton Oilers front office, I'm thinking to myself, how can I get Marc-Andre Fleury for next year? Oh yeah. Isn't it weird though, that two of the three teams that are from Canada in this playoffs have serious goalie issues going into the playoffs. Edmonton Oilers and Edmonton the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Maple Leafs. Yep. 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 Gonna be crazy. We'll see. It'll be and, interesting. I like it though. That is gonna be a great, great series to watch. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's really hard to choose any series mm-hmm. to say this is gonna be the one to watch. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna refrain from the wild and blues because wow. you know, I it's duh. I'm a wild <laughs> fan. That's <laughs> feels a little biased. Um <laughs> No, it's going to be a great series, but I think what I'm most looking forward to, it's so hard. It's a toss-up between two series, and I'm going to give them both and be brief about both. Uh, One is the Maple Leafs and the Lightning, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm so excited to watch that series to see if Toronto gets the monkey off their back or not. Um, Not even really for the matchup, though, so I think that's why I'm not going to say that series. I think the one I am most excited for 
is the Rangers Penguins. Really? We've got, yep, you've got a Rangers team that looks phenomenal when Shesterkin is in net, mm-hmm. and they look okay when he's not. So the question mm-hmm. is, do you play him every single game? I think playoff time, yes. I think you do. I think without a doubt. The problem is then, okay, well, how tired is he getting? Is he, you know, does that start to affect his gameplay at all? And then you look over at the Penguins, who just have a lot of experience in the playoffs. They know what it takes to win. They know how hard it is, and they know what that looks like. And they're going to be ready to come back out after not their best showing last year. They're going to, they're going to be coming out fired up to, to prove some people wrong and to, to try to uh, get, a, get a win in the series. I still think the Rangers take it. I think home ice advantage with Sterkin and net hard to beat that. But I think, I think this is a series that goes to seven and it's going to be an electric seven with, you know, the, the New York Pittsburgh rivalry and playing up, up in the Northeast. So, Oh yeah. I just can't wait for it all. All of it. All of it. I want to, I want to, so I want to I wanna look in the future and see it all, but I also don't want it to end. So, right. I know. God, I'm already dreading that. Like, last stanley cup game and then just that that the, the, feel, the feeling yeah the feeling of <laughs> existential uh what, what existential i don't know existential crisis words are hard existential words are crisis. hard words, words are, are so it. fucking hard i just dude. need to stop talking tonight it's bad <laughs> let's just say it's just like christmas night you know when you're sad that it's all over yes and like like and you're sitting there and you're looking you're you're sitting on your bedroom floor and you're looking at your new clothes and your new toys and you're mm-hmm. thinking to yourself, man, I don't get the excitement of opening these up ever again the rest of my life. And <laughs> that is what it feels like when the Stanley Cup playoffs end. I think to myself, I don't get this excitement ever again for the rest of my life. And by the rest of my life, I mean another year. 365 but, more days. <laughs> 365 but. more days. But uh, yeah, it's going to be insane. So uh, as always, guys, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love hearing from you. We uh, look forward to these playoffs, and oh yeah, I just I I can't wait. This the playoffs might be an emergency episode type of type of week. We might need a we might need to jump in and recap some of the some of the crazy games if there are any. As oh yeah. We, well, as we get maybe farther after into these. maybe after Blues uh, Wild Game Seven. We'll have to do an emergency pod, whatever day that is. If, if the Blues and Wild go to Game Seven, we're uploading a live podcast of you and I commentating Ooh. Game Seven. Ooh, a little watch party. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, okay, hundred percent. All right, we'll see if we can get that in the works. I'll I'll run the numbers on my end, see uh, see if that's doable. But I can't see why not. Yeah. So keep keep an eye out for that, uh, and. As always, guys, go go kick some ass this week. Go have a good week. Yeah. One yeah. love. One love, guys.